This is Treat BFR waking up to a Thursday morning after some AEW Dynamite. And welcome to the Treat 54 podcast. Let's start with the AEW Dark with the lineup. While we're starting on the lineup, let's check out. AEW Dark have featured Leva Bates ready to write her own story, Lance Archer with more threats of violence, and Sammy Guevara cutting the best promo of his AEW career. So. Let's look at the lineup, shall we? We got Vipress versus Big Swell, Lee Johnson and Aaron Solo versus Reynolds and Silver, Michael Nakazawa versus Trent, Red Velvet versus Tessa Price, eh. VSK versus and Baron Black versus Private Party, Kylan King versus Rachel Chanel, Sammy Guevara versus Marco Stunt, Dream Girl Ellie Ely versus Penny P. Ford. Ivelisse and Diamet versus Lady Frost and Bionic Beast Jenna. Brandon Cutler versus Adam Priest. Gun Club versus Cesar Bonilla and KTB and Sep Gargis. Jurassic Park versus Panda Express. Mm-hmm. TH2 versus Giff Grayson and Brian Pillman Jr. The Acclaim versus Alex Chamberlain and Damian Fenner. Max Seidel versus Five. Vigo D.L. Soto vs. Peter Avalon, Chaos Project vs. Eva Uno, Stu Grayson vs. Joey Janela, and Sunny Kiss, the new Midnight Express. Let's start the show with Big Swole vs. Defeated Vipress. Swole exploded from a headbutt Tiger Driver, then a Tactical Clover to scare this mission. While on that, we got Excalibur team with Taz to call the action, and Diogano and and Ricky Starks stopped by to join the commentary. And Johnson Robbins was the ring announcer. Anyway, Rick NX Reynolds versus and Giant Solo defeated Lee Johnson and Aaron Solo. Reynolds tried to recruit Solo to Dark Order. Solo responded by punching Reynolds. The Dark Order used a rapid fire sequence on Solo to close it out with a head kick form. Silver shover stunner from Reynolds. German suplex was silver, then a Jeff Knight pin from Reynolds. There was still no support from the Nightmare Fang for Johnson as a new member. Chet versus Michael Nakazawa. The referee versus Nakazawa to find three bottles of Turkish baby oil. Nakazawa managed to use the floor of hitting boil bottle to grease up. That led to a surge from Naka and an attempt to use his smelly underwear. Trent fought back with three consecutive knee strikes for the victory. Red Velvet defeated Tesha Price. Velvet won with a Kidorian Bulldog standing moonsault and a single leg drop kick to the head. Private Party defeated VSK Baron Black. Private Party was given a run for their money, but failed an end with a fancy teamwork maneuver. Mark Quinn drew, used a drop tone from Black to land on Irish Cassidy's knees. Cassidy held Black down against his knees for Quinn to step on Black's back for a standing shooting star press. Kyan Quinn King defeated Rachel Chanel. King's nickname is the Queen of Crazy. That's not too snappy or very fitting because she has never shown a crazy streak. Chanel scored a lot of offense. King fired back to put Chanel away with a front running face plant slam. Sammy Guevara defeated Marco Stunt. Sammy is quick, but Stunt is quicker. Stunt was in control early and even took flight off the entrance stage for a cannonball. Sammy recovered quickly to grab Stunt off the turbuckles for a GTH kidney strike to win. Penelope Ford defeated Dream Girl Ellie. Kim Sabin was ringside. Ellie had some solid slams with 
four pounds for a handspring cutter and a fridging fisherman suplex for success. Ivalice and Diamet defeated Lady Frost and Biog Beast Jenna. Jenna was the powerhouse of the match, however, she was no match for the creativity and the testing of the winners. Ivalice thrust kicked Jenna into a cold red for Diamet for the win. Brandon Cutler defeated Adam Priest. Cutler oozed confidence with a plec flex. He finished Priest with a, on a springboard clothesline, springboard elbow drive, TPK. That's four wins in a row for Cutler. Gun Club defeated Cesar Bonnet, KDP, Seth Gargis. Colt Gun won with a famous asser. Jurassic Express defeated Pat Dana and Express. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus represented the Jurassic Express, while Super Panda and Ultima Panda represented Panda Express. The Dino, Dino and his boy won it with a teamwork cutter. A kick to the head by Luchasaurus and a running elbow to the back of the head by Jungle Boy. TH2 defeated, I mean, versus Griff Grayson and Pillman Jr. Jack Evans took out Garrison with Icy and Moonsault to the floor while Jonathan submitted Pillman on the Nevera Death Roll Red Lock. After the match, TH2 beat up Pillman some more. Top Fly made the save to hype their match against TH2 on Dynamite. The Acclaim defeated Ch- Chamberlain and Damian Fenner. Max Caster spit Ryan to assault the competition. Caster picked up the win on a flying elbow drop. Matt Seidel defeated five. Ten was ringside to put the boots to Seidel on the floor and also provide time distractions. Seidel turned the tie with a jumping knee strike and a rocking cradle slam for the victory. Peter Avalon defeated Fugo del Sol. Avalon won his first match in AEW by shredding a tornado DD and then attacking with a double knee strike. Eva Uno, Grayson defeated Chaos Project, Joey Janelle, and Sonny Kiss at three way. Dark Order hit the fatality on Janelle to finish it. And it was a good match in the end. Now let's get let's get to the separate show to the promos. Let's get to the promos. First up is Leva Bates. She knocked down the photos of Peter Avalon inside the library. She does not feel liberated, is ready to focus on herself. Bates will write her own story to show the world what she can do. To me, this was a good job of resetting Bates' priority as a wrestler. There is also potential left to explore as a librarian character. Sean Spears took a step to Alex Marvez, calling his win over Scorpio Sky controversial. Spears just used Sky's weakness against him. What's next in the feud? Nothing. Sky has his chance and lost. This is quality and logical heel work from Spears' vantage point. He's correct in there, and there's no need for him to give chase. Sky's response will be interesting. The feud could be put on ice for a while as Sky remains a good guy, or Sky given to the dark side for revenge. Jake Roberts and Large Archer, there anyone in their way? Once again, the same match relayed, but it had an amusing delivery from both men. Summer Guevara defeated Stunt to no surprise. Stunt put up a heck of effort, though. Guevara recognized and glad his opponent for the flight fight. 2020 has thrown everything at Sammy and he's still standing. He is the best every single guy night in the ring. No one will outshine him. Guevara will be a champion AEW. My advice speech for the Spanish guy, this is probably his best problem in AEW to date. His convention and his confidence are easily felt in his words. If there was a test for Babyface promo, he passed it with flying cutters. Alright, we got to Britt Baker. DMD was back with her talking. 
tape talk show, The Waiting Room. She took a comedic dig at John Moxley and argued with her guest. Tay, Tay Conti declaims close it out as a musical entertainment. I thought this week's show was a I thought this week was a show with a step back forward, but there was no storyline focus. I wanna know about Tay and the Dark Water. That topic was not discussed. Unless this was set up for a master team, Baker Conti, then nothing was advanced. So now I will get to you know, here's my review for AEW Dark. Dark is basically getting out of control. I comprehend many benefits, but has but a two hour and forty six minute Runtime is too much of a good thing. The length has a negative effect on wearing down me down with significant matches, so not to fully appreciate the good ones. On a happy those thoughts, I had to give ta- props to Taz Gallagher for Statman to remain extremely entertained throughout the entire show. But so Red Velvet is showing good progress. She's always showed charisma, but I felt her offense game was soft in her early dark matches. Little cupcake pulling out more moves each week to look better. Panda Express are newcomers. I want to see the again. They are jolly bear pairs. Bears. I would be funny if the Panda family expanded like the machines with Giant Machine, Andre the Giant, and Hulk Machine, Hulk Hogan, etc. So, share me your thoughts on Dark, right? Basically, who stood out the most for AEW Dark? So, thank you for the re- my review on AEW Dark. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Thursday, I will do review on Dynamite, so stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for the commercial or an ad I did, so stay tuned for it, and see you tomorrow, Thursday, for my AEW Dynamite review. Bye. We're back, and AEW has, Dynamite has animated as usual from Daily's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm going to tell you right now, this show featured Taz taking no growth from anyone Hikaru Shida continuing her run as top babyface and John Moxley selling his title fight against Kano Omega like a crazy man. Let's get to the action first. Start with John Silver versus Adam Hangman Page. Let's get to it. I'm a little I'm a little, I just woke up so I don't know what I'm doing. Sorry. I'm trying to get trying to get to the groove of it. So please don't hate me for that. Let's get JM in through the dynamite. Hangman versus John Silver. The Dark Order personally requested his bout, even though they lightly handsome Hangman his beautiful hair. Silver came close to winning with a surprise hurricane pin counter on a bugshot Larry attempt. Silver followed with a barrage of quick strikes, slants, and a brain buster. Hangman stayed alive to soak in the pain, deliver a crushing clothesline, a Ligerbrong, and a buckshot lariat for the victory. Once comedy turned into intensity, Hangman and Silver put on a nice little match focused on desire for victory. I still don't buy Silver as a threat for win big matches, but he did force me to wonder if an upset could brew with these close pinfalls. After the match, Iwano tried to recruit Hangman. He compared Elite to a cult that wouldn't let Hangman leave. It kind of made sense in a funny way. Uro did not demand a decision. He left it as they will be there for Hangman if he needs their support. The Dark Order is totally different entity these days without Mr. Brody Lee. Eva Uno's tender love and care approach doesn't really make me yearn for Hangman to smash them. When Mr. Brody was there, tension was much higher. Stu Grayson was still an honoring attitude and I hope to see him fight Hangman. TH2 versus Tie Flight. 
Angelico finished it off with a Navarro death row leg lock. Sorry again. When he took his time releasing the submission, the Young Bucks made the save. This was a competitive affair with plenty of flash. Angelico put some stank on the win. Submission with emphasis on the roll. That touch made it look extremely painful. Jericho Hager defeated Daniels and Kazarian. The inner circle was ringside in full force. In the end, Kaz entered the ring to save CD, so the ref forced Kaz out. MJF used that distraction to pop Daniels in the face of a dynamite diamond ring. Jericho blasted CD with a juice effect, and Hager picked up the pin. At the word, Kaz punched MJF flesh in the face. Scorpio Sky ran in with the chair to save this SCU family. Jericho Hager delivered the excitement and misdeeds on their head, which in turn helped SCU shine as pure baby faces. Everyone was eleva- elevated process. If Jericho Hager wrestled like that in the future, then I wouldn't mind seeing him rise the ranks toward the tag team title shot on TV. With Daniels and Cass seeing them score payback would be satisfying. One obvious sling that would be addressed the overbearing numbers of the inner circle ringside commentary was on top of the question, how long will it last in the coming weeks? This was full of me. One shame I used the for AEW official. It could t- quickly turn into a lame brain, feel me twice, shame on me situation for referees if not contained. Later in the show, NJF was a rate about Cash choking him in the kisser. They led to Jericho defending the honor of the crew by challenging Cash to a match next week. Jericho played it humorously straight back forward double standard heel logic. The Butcher, the Blade, the Candlestick Maker or something defeated Pack and Phoenix. The bout was pleasurably clash of style. Eddie Kingston had a been on commentary. He rushed into the ring when Pack and Phoenix were on a roll. Kingston knocked Phoenix out the turnbuckles. B&B finished Luchador with a neckbaker powerbomb teamwork combo. The real shocker of this main event segment came in the aftermath. The Kingston family put the boost to deep depth triangle. Kingston hit the DET twice to pack on top of the steel chair as Kingston was gearing up for a dirty DET. Lance Sacher stormed the ring. He was focused on killing Kingston, but, fa- but fast Eddie escaped. This was perhaps the appearance of RJ. I like this enterprise element and decided to ruin Kingston. But I scratched my head a little bit where that leads Pat. Whoever gets to Kingston first won't be leaving much on the bone for the other. Kingston still have nut value that his next loss will be important. The loss after that, not so much. For notes, Fallsworth, Jim Ross pointed out the hangman entered without an alcoholic beverage in hand. Hangman also didn't leave in with a drunk drink after his win. Darby Allen torched his car at home. Compound to provide a pretty cool visual. And Kingston was a mad peg on leaving to reform Death Triangle, but he was very disappointed. There was Vicky Rowe and Nia Rose had a message for Brandy Rose about her nepotism. Brandy had to use her power to convince her friends, while Vicky didn't need to convince Jade Cargill to go on the attack last week. Brandy's business plan is set for failure. FTR's loss to the Young Bucks, one of the worst nights in their lives. It pains Doc's Harwood to say the Bucks were better for three seconds. FTR is still the best, though. They need a title, tag titles back. Tully Butcher believes his FTR dancing to become champions again. The fire designer pro sold me, sold me on the rematch. Kim Sabian and Morrow tried to debut a new video game segment, but Arn Crassity came in and shut out their TV. It was a ruse to lure Sabian and Myro into attack by the best friend. Myro rage on carrot kick, but it's right a little on the coy side for my tape. 
But then Matt Hardy cut a condensing promo about Survivor 2020. If he's going to become an instrumental odds, then us champions should be able to handle these position challenges. Survive, thrive, and win. So, so Hardy's a heel now? Ricky Starks loves AEW and Tony Khan, but he has a problem with coming that man across the line and make it personal by airing Taz's family issues. Brian Cage and Firehouse Will Hobbs made messy faces in the background. Starks shined while Cage came up as a clear second fiddle, even that was intentional. I'll conclude the portion by plotting Tony Siobhan for his stylish pink pants. Now we get to the rest up. Now we go to the John Moxley and the Kenny Omega thing. Alright. You ready? I'm going to get there. But first, before that, let's talk about the the Taz mission thing. Let's talk about that first for Kenny Omega and Cody. I mean, John Moxley. Let's talk about Ten Mission. What I learned tonight is not to press Taz's buttons. He's been mostly juggling in his commentary role away from T Taz and AEW. However, he still had the aggressive spirit when feeling disrespected. Taz took all he could take from Cody's lip and choked Cody as a result. The other thing I learned from Taz's mission that Taz's mission is still badass. Taz evening started out simple enough as Will Hobbs squashed Lee Johnson with a fallen power slam. Hobbs was issued a new Powerhouse moniker dressed as in an orange and black singlet and using more methodical style with a mean street. Johnson received zero backup from the Nightmare fans during the contest. I'm concerned what plan was by not seeing Johnson as a member. His easy losses are doing a detriment to the Nightmare family image. Johnson should have stick with NJF. It might have been in the inner circle instead. Taz came down to the ring with a matches for top brass, AEW. He was tired of management disrespect the FTW championship. Taz refused to leave until the situation remediated. So production cuts Mike twice. Eventually, Cody came out to request Taz take a hike. Cody gave some bullshit line about sending FT title up the flagpole so way to pacificate Taz. I don't know what it's supposed to mean. Taz saw through that garbage promise. He made a personal Cody made a personal airing dirty laundry public. He questioned why Taz son was training at the nightmare factory instead of his own father when turn when cody turns back boom taz mission damn the gump club made the save while taz's son was ringside to support his father in the ftw belt this was a great use of taz sir i'd love to see him one last match with nelgic purposes but that's the probably idea better left as a fantasy by game physical with taz mission it scratched an inch and left them standing as a badass Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen will battle Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs next week on Diamond. If anything is feeling bold, a powerhouse dream game could be in order. Be careful, though. Commentary said powerhouse enough times tonight to send someone to the hospital. Now, let's get to the King Omega and Moxley thing. All right, let's get to there. Okay, Moxley versus Omega made official. After last week's Mr. Attack, Moxley finally able to sign on the line to defend the World Championship against Omega on December 2 edition of Dynamite. The second attack at a contrast side began with the seeds being planted earlier in the show. It started with Omega questioning a gentleman's agreement that Moxley lead the garbage wrestling home, prove that he is the best by beating Omega in the middle of the ring based on ability. Then Omega used the schoolyard soul tattoo to say his father would beat Moxley's father's ass. 
as Erickson, as Erickson was cutting a promo backstage. Moxley interrupted while saying the word. Kingston shut up and changed his tone. He denied being behind Taka Moxley next week. Kingston implied that Moxley, who, Moxley knew who did the deed. Time for the contract signing. No tables were harmed this segment, but Owen Ego was sure Moxley crept on Omega during his entrance to pummel the challenger. A chant dragged to the ring for a Paragon strip on the title belt. Moxley blamed the attack on Omega doing Moxley violence and it made them even Omega need to dig deep to find the guts. When you come at the king, you best not mess. Damn, that was pure fine with Mox. Everything went beat down to the poem, put me up with a title belt. Not so much for Omega's end. I don't think it did many babies. Davis or doubters are the best boss machine. I wonder if Mega was truly brains behind last week's attack. I'm watching West Vitality. Obviously, Mega's fault. And I've noticed in the issue Mega's being true. Either there will be more layers of story with a rough to the mystery. Now, let's get to the last thing the women's match segment, the final segment, the women's match. All right. For my money, the AEW Women's Championship between Hashida and Jay was the most entertaining contest of the show. I'm not saying it was the best, just that I enjoyed the most of it. AEW started out on the right tone with an effective hype package, pumped up Jay as a worthy contender, raised doubts about she had retained with concerns over the healthy status of her knee. At the two tussle early, Jay grabbed her sleeper hole. Sheeta was not sufficiently worn down. She quickly escaped. Jay showing her ways by blocking knee strike then attacking the damage joint at the match compress. Drama attempts with outside assistance. Tay Conti was ringside left to be offered Jay a chair. The referee at her feet. Five, ten, and Johnson were reserving the stage. Ten handed Kendall to Jay show he strung hard at Sheeta's knee. The champ kicked out a plate ball and Jay looked locked in the rear naked choke on the mat. Sheeta struggled, eventually shifted her position to roll over her escape. On the way out, Sheeta blasted with a first form. Jay reversed a suplex for a near fall. I think she might have been robbed a little that, that count due to referee's late start. Sheeta powered up for a straight jacket German suplex. A first shot, then a running knee strike for the victory after the match. Abandoned, made Aspire's parents to lick the championship belt. I assume the action declared her attention to challenge Sheeta very soon. That was a about with a ton of fun. AEW did a great job to book the match with Shannon's for Max Drama. Sheeta shined as always, top notch babyface. Jay has room to improve as wrestler, but her sports entertainment qualities are very good. I'm, I'm glad she hit the goal. She was much more better than everyone else in the core group of AEW Wiz Division. It should be a special moment when finding lost. That loss should be someone who carried the vision and maintained the positive momentum created by Sheeta. Even if it takes a full count year for that person to merge. So let it so be it. Let Sheeta rock and roll till then. Alright, this is this is the end of our end of our review. Now I'm gonna reveal my take on it. Get ready for it. I just need to get my bearings done. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's talk. So the show is John Moxley. As much as I love the transmission, the seller of Moxley behind Kenny Omega was even better to display a pure bassery. That being was hilarious. Technically, this honor should go to whoever draws the idea. The dad of the cell, Conti, 
Kat didn't help her friend much. It should have been clear that Anna J would have taken a shortcut too. If Kat is so opposing, then why were out there in the first place? Of course, it's all be part of plan for a maximum impact when, when Kati goes full Rudo. The curse that I scrubbed this done for the record. AEW is based a good solid show. Lower profile matches stepped up to entertain the show. The story beats, the story beats were a little confusing at times, but delivered intriguing nonetheless. So let's share our thoughts. What do you thought about AEW Dynamite this week? Who you think? Share your thoughts and and watch. If you ever miss AEW, you can watch. You can watch some of the highlights on YouTube on awyoutube.com. Enjoy. All right. Thank you for my review for AEW Dynamite and Dark. I'll see you next week as usual. Bye from Tree Fifty Four Podcast.